Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. All right, uh, welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Curious Obsessions. Hey. No, that no. is... Are you serious? Did I really just get it wrong? Yes. yes. Listen, I've gotten it right all day, and now it's midnight, and I screwed it up. You thought you had it right that time. I seriously did. Yeah. So we don't know if you've really had it right any time. I had it right all day in my mind. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Stuart the Huff's take, Obsessive Curiosities. Take seven. Stuart Huff, our host, is right there looking ready to roll and excited with a, with a stack of, of things in front of him. Thank you, Tom. Tom, Tom just Simmons. opened the show for me. Tom Simmons. Let me let Tom Simmons introduce his guests. No, go ahead. I'm, okay. I got this. My guest, Stuart Huff's cur- Obsessive Curiosities. Corn on the Cubsessions. Thank you. Uh, Cody Melcher is on couch number one. Yeah. Yes. The incredible. Uh, <laughs> I call. Okay. I call him Easy Bake Melch. Yes. You just started doing that like Earlier. hours ago. Yeah. But it's still not a lie. I said I call you, and I, and yeah, I've that... been calling you that for five hours. So. I don't even know why you started calling me that. You're wearing a shirt that says Easy Bake Coven. Uh, oh, uh, Coven. Coven. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a witch thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize I was wearing this shirt. Well, Easy Bake Melcher. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, easy bake. I was literally trying to figure out why you were calling me that, and it's, I didn't. You didn't look down. I never looked down. It's a great shirt. I only look forward, Stuart. Oh my gosh, that is. But well, we're gonna have to clip that part out and drop it in the end, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, Cody just did the closer. We're two minutes in. He just drops the closer. All right. On good us. night. Let's get to the next show. Good night. Gross beef sandwich. Thank, like to thank our sponsors. <laughs> Cody Melcher, the Easy Bake Melch. Hey. Uh, is uh, a, a friend of mine and a wonderful comedian. He's uh, he says he's retired, but that the, you, comedians don't retire. They get frustrated. <laughs> they just fade and, away. And they and they they say they claim they're quitting. You know, because they their calendar's empty. Right, and they get mad. Considering you know. the last few episodes that you've had me on of this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if you didn't invite me on the podcast just so you could slowly neg me back into stand-up comedy. Well, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm honest when when we're on this podcast, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> I wanted you here because you have a, an extremely unique past and future, and you're a very unique person, and you have a good point of view. Thank you. And I want to push you back into comedy. <laughs> Okay, I thought you came here to tell him he's made the right choice. No, no. He's going to be very successful in whatever endeavor he's in now. <laughs> no. Nope. Cody uh Cody's Cody's stand up, I loved it because it was he definitely was not playing to the masses. You know, he was he was he's walking out the stage, Tom, and you you appreciate this just as much as I do. Tom Simmons is on couch number 2. You my my good friend uh, I'll be Tom here Sim- all week, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Literally, this podcast would not be recorded if Tom's if Tom Simmons was not available all week. Then we would move the date of the podcast recording. Oh, that's the way it is. That's the biggest honor ever. Um, 
What about if you couldn't do it? When well, we still go ahead because <laughs> okay. you clearly demonstrated that you can you can. It's your podcast, you know, that's fine. right? What I, it's not Apollo Eleven here, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're not we're not steering the good ship Lollipop into dock. I, I mean, love the idea that if you were on Apollo Eleven, you would keep showing up to work and going, "All right, are you all ready for Apollo Creed?" And they go, "No, Stuart, it's Apollo Eleven. Uh, yeah, I would mess up the title of that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I missed that at first. That's weird. It took yeah. an extra second. I, when I, I filled out my NASA application, I put NASA all, and I couldn't get in. <laughs> NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR. So um, you're in. So you. Uh, so I would. What you were saying, I would appreciate this. Yeah, when him. I walked Cody, off stage. Look, no, 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 not when I walked. Cody. Here's the great. Here's my favorite thing about Cody as a stand-up. His stand-up work. He is himself, and I mean to the T. He's not. You know, he does these bizarre bits, you know, and brings up these really deep his, history facts that nobody knows. And, and, and he's aware of it. He's not, he, you know, he, it's not like he's walking around with no self-awareness. He knows that people aren't, you know, aren't going to immediately identify with all the things he mentions. But this is who he is. So why not just go be me? Right. That's enjoyable on every time I see it. I just I sit back and I go, yes, this is what comedy should be. So did you like you know? his comedy the very first time, or had you had you seen him a couple times before, before you were like, ah, his I, guys figured something out here? Or whatever. I met uh, Cody Melcher at the Limestone Comedy Festival mm-hmm. in Bloomington, Indiana, which if you live near it, it's a great festival, yeah. right? And I met Cody there. And How long I, had you been doing comedy? Um, oh man, at that point, three years. Okay. And, and and I had not seen him. I just met him, so I didn't see a set. Yeah. And we we clicked. We just you know we just we got along. We, we you know quickly okay. formed a friendship. And I did not see him perform for several months after that. Yeah. And we were texting and talking, whatever. And just great guy, you know. And then and I'll say this with him not in the room. When I saw his comedy, I was like, this is better than I expected. I mean, this is not That's that great. I expected nothing. I expected him to be a unique voice, but this was, this was great. I mean, I've never seen. Cody's one of the few people that I can actually say I've never seen anybody like him on stage because he's totally him, you know. Right. And I just, I just loved it. And so I'm done gushing about Easy yeah, Bake th- Melcher. Thank you. I, it was very, it was very sweet. What did the crowd uh, think? And slightly frustrating. I have seen. It, he's sitting right on couch one, right? Right. <laughs> He's four feet away from me, so this is proof that I will not lie on here. I've seen Cody bomb. I've seen Cody not do well. I've seen Cody go up, and the crowd does not connect with him. They don't relate to him. Sure. And Cody, he doesn't stop. He doesn't go, oh, well, let me pull out this bit that, you know, he is just him, and then he'll get off stage and panic, you know? <laughs> but under the gun, just like you, under the gun, I'm going to be me. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, and I, and I've also, that, you, wait, wait a minute, let me back it up with this. I, one night in St. Paul, Yep. we were in St. Right. Paul, Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. I think Danny Bevins is coming in for a whiskey, I think. No, Ross has closed the door. Okay. Uh, one night in St. Paul, we did two shows, okay? Cody goes up, and the, the first show, am I right? The first show knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Am I, I right? So, the, yeah. The MC that night, I mean, he not only did he not do a good shot, he... he he made the show worse. I mean, he just destroyed the stage. It was the crowd. Did, I mean, it was a bad MC job. And then he brings Cody up and Cody just, it's like he took off with a rocket. I mean, it was a great set. You have to admit it. Thank you. You know, the crowd loved him. They connected. Cody was, you know, and then two hours later, we're on show number two. 
They didn't connect with him. It's that's the type of comic that Cody is. If you if you're willing to go to where he's at, then he will you'll laugh all night long. If you're going to be one of these people that well, I don't understand that, so I'm done listening, then you're gone. You know, right? Which is yeah. typically my favorite types of comics. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I tried. Yeah. I tried. I tried my best to like because I also I grew up on like 70s British comedy, so I also tried my best to do a lot of throwaway punchlines to kind of keep people moving along with me as best I could. Uh, mm -hmm. My thing was always if I'm hitting at least, you know, a third of the audience all the time, then I'm eventually going to hit all the audience all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, my that that was an early concern for me because I didn't want to be like a completely over the top audience like of the audience. I wanted you didn't to be working the back of the room. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to at least let them kind of like meet them halfway. Mm -hmm, uh, and mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, in my the the, the best uh, accolade I ever got for that was uh, my friend Rob, who's a musician on YouTube, uh, one time said to his girlfriend. You know, I, I I almost never understand what he's talking about, but he's one of the funniest people I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm going for right there. That's yeah. exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't mind, Cody, the, Cody's a homosexual male from Texas. <laughs> I right? I don't mind. Thank you. From Texas. Okay. How can you not be interested? The man has a, a degree in linguistics. Am rhetoric. I right? A rhetoric? It's uh, uh, a degree in rhetoric. Dual degree in rhetoric and uh, screenwriting. It's how can you not make, I mean, this man, if you listen, if you give him half a second and listen, you're going to be fascinated by his life, you know? So what, what, and when you get a degree in rhetoric, what are the, what do you, what is, what does that entail? Like, is that a lot of, I, I don't know, I just instantly think like you're reading a lot of Plato and Socrates. Is that just? No, because those would be philosophers. Okay. For Cicero. Uh, so it, basically rhetoric is just the, the, the dissection of speech, like of, of persuasion. So just basically the concepts of like, how do you make an effective argument, and how do you dissect an effective argument? Right, okay. Which is something America has, is that's one of our strengths, don't you think? Especially right now. <laughs> my, right well, now, well, I mean, I look at Facebook. I'm like, we are yeah. a rhetoric-oriented country. Everybody's are we practicing not? their 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 side. <laughs> definitely. My my, pro my professor at UT, uh, Trish Roberts Miller, actually wrote the book Demagoguery. Really? Yeah, they, uh, that just happened to come out around the election uh -huh. as well. Yeah. <coughs> Also, you've I, really set me up to have to deliver on this podcast now. No, you, hey, I've set you up to really? be you. I've yeah. set you up to be you. It's like, oh, man, now I'm, now I'm on tenterhooks. You be you. Be you. That was a good band. I, um, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and he always looks down at the couch when I say it. Tom Simmons is one of the best comics in the country. He always has been since I saw him. Uh, if, you know, if, if you could, he's a joke-writing machine. This guy, you just met Tom. Mm -hmm. Right. But Tom is one of those comics that he wakes up, he looks at the news. Uh, Trump said that there is proof of God because he is God. And then <laughs> and then and then Tom Simmons writes 68 jokes before he makes a coffee. It's incredible. It, it's, it's so frustrating that a part of me was like, wait, did he actually do that? I know. Right. It's so frustrating <laughs> that, that it wasn't immediately just a joke to me. That's and funny. It's, and I'll I, I admit it out loud. I was a little proud of that. <laughs> I was right off right off the top. That was pretty I just. Uh, there is God because I am God. Folks listening at home, I just want to tell you that Stuart no. Huff is one of the the best, most amazing, genuine genius 
comedians, writers, thinkers of our generation, if not of multiple generations. Matt Holt, edit that out. <laughs> Let's start talking I I about I this. I, I think I'd, I would second. I'd second that. Kind let's of. edit that out too, Matt no, Holt. No, 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 no. You're very good. <laughs> let's very let's good. Uh, let's talk about Stuart this. Huff. He's fine. Punchlines. You need punchlines, kid. <laughs> I do. You need, you That's the reason I've said if we could combine your brain, Tom Simmons' brain, with Stuart's Huff brain, we would be a, a B level club headliner. <laughs> right. But as it is, hey. We're C level, dude, D that's level, crazy dude. Yeah, we're weekend room headliners. But Stuart, no, what if no. you take what if you take that that mind of those two combined comedians and mm-hmm. then put it in a Cody Melcher suit? I think you could oh at least get God. to an A level feature. Then what he's wearing right now, blue jeans and a colorful Easy Bake Coven uh, <laughs> Coven Coven shirt. I'm not a witch. I don't know these things. <laughs> this is dressing down for Cody. The yeah. man knows how to dress. It's my gosh, it's, he's got a he's got a pair of purple boots that have the case that go with them, and they're shaped like boots. He walked into a hotel with me one time, yeah. was carrying them, and I felt proud to know the man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do this podcast. Here's what we're going to talk about right now, and I'm I am you look ready. Like you, go, you when you're on stage, you look like you go into junk shops. Yes. Right? <laughs> Great. Lately, I've gone I've gone I've gone the direction of Jerry Garcia lately. Okay. <laughs> I, I Tom has the last few years that I've known you. Tom has constantly been saying to me, "I want to look better on stage. I need a nicer shirt." And you know, and I'll, and you've gotten some shirts. Your wife's bought you some stuff, and you you kind of have put, shirts now. He has shirts, yeah, and they're pressed, yeah. And he and he has them in a bag thing, yeah. And he puts them on before the show, and he looks nice. I'm I'm now I'm going brown, uh, whatever <laughs> you call these khakis, whatever. What am I wearing? Chinos. Dickies. Chinos? chinos? Those are chinos. No, that's a great word. I'm wearing brown chinos and a blue shirt. I'm going Jerry Garcia. This is yeah. what I'm wearing for the rest of my life. Can right. I, can, uh, w- when you guys are viewing the body in the casket, <laughs> this is what I'm going to have on. Can I just say, since you brought it up, because now I have to bring this up. So for Christmas one year, I got Stuart Huff a garment bag because he complained that all of his shirts kept getting sun bleached in the back of his car when he was traveling. And so I bought him a garment bag that was personalized, and he never used the garment bag because he didn't want to ruin it. Can I? Can I? <laughs> That's nice of you. Can I be embarrassed? I thought it was, I thought it was a good <laughs> yeah. thing. Can I say something embarrassing here that we're going to edit out later? Sure. Um, the garment bag is gorgeous. It I was mean, a it, very he, simple garment bag. My friend, Cody Melcher, actually took the time to get me, and, and you know, it's monogram. Yeah. It's a nice, and I thought, I'm not going to put that in my car. I mean, I'm, it's going to ruin and that's a gift from Cody. So I hung it in the closet and put a plastic bag over the garment bag. So I don't want to, you know what I mean? All right, go ahead, Tom. You get two punchlines, and then we're talking about this junk. I have no punchlines for that. You need, it's. It was a nice gift from Cody, and I didn't want to ruin it. But you're not using it. You're insulting the person that th- was thoughtful and got you a gift for the exact reason you need it. That's and not a punchline. That's just an I'm insult. Just saying. <laughs> You insulted your, your good friend over here who <laughs> did you something thoughtful, and you're like, well, I'll just put it in a bag and never use it. I didn't say that. I thought, I don't want to ruin this nice gift Cody gave me. I know. Yeah, it's the same that's, reason. That's the point of the bag is to get ruined so your shirts don't get ruined. What the bag needs, is much nicer than my shirts, so my friend. He, he needs a but bag you, for his garment bag. But now you, you know what to get him this Christmas. You don't wear a bag on stage. <laughs> you haven't seen my late shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm but you are right. I've already started writing. We're recording like two days before the hurricane hits North Carolina, and I've oh already God. written. I've already written six jokes about the. He's the fastest. In North Tom Simmons is the fastest joke writer in, in the true. country. It's Not the true. fastest joke writer in the, the country. The Doc Holiday of joke writing. 
Here's a premise that Tom just had outside. I think it's brilliant. Great. Listen to this. We'll edit it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's undercut. He's this literally writing jokes that are too soon. Yeah, you know, he's writing jokes that are going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, so here's what President Trump said, and right. he's writing the jokes now for what the idiot's going to say tomorrow. You know, the the hurricane. He's writing hurricane jokes. It yeah. hadn't hit yet. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> now this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm completely and totally prepared for both of you to laugh at me and mock me about this stuff we're going to talk about. I'm some. very excited about this. I know. I knew you would be. I'm super thrilled. To I see knew you it. would be. Now, did you get all this stuff in one place, or have you? No, like, okay. no. And this is not near the the amount that I have. I just brought some samples here. Oh, good. I, I love samples. I have a thing about daredevils and i'm not talking about i mean when they're when they're when they're in a circus right and they in they're on the high wire that's one thing but i'm talking about a human being mm-hmm. says i'm gonna get in a barrel and go over niagara falls i like it why i like that i like the 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 just the to hell with life this is exciting <laughs> I, hell with life. I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying that I'm, but I love it when a human being says, you know, I'm going to go over Niagara Falls. I'm going to, I've got a picture here of a, of a, of a woman that has strung a tightrope over Niagara Falls. She's walking on, yeah. on a rope over Niagara Falls. Why? That's amazing because to me. she can. Or maybe not. She might not be because able she thinks to. she can. She thinks she can. Yeah, it's like the people, like the modern version of that is the guys that uh, like climb a building or something and then get Spide- arrested. Or yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Do you? Uh, That's do you what you're talking I about. My, I don't know. Yeah. My my favorite daredevils are bl- blind lawyers who fight crime in New York City. What? No, it's t- a terrible movie that. Uh, it was also it's also a very good Netflix original series. It's also oh. just a comic book. Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil comic book. I don't Matt Murdock. I don't I don't read comic books uh, because I'm disappointed. <laughs> the comic books disappoint me. Why? <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Yeah. They disappoint You're a comic book. Are you a comic book person, Tom? I am not. I'm surprised you, actually now that you say it, I'm surprised that there's not some old comic books that you've found in a junk shop that you he, he has I saw one on I the have desk one. I have one that, has, that I'm yeah, but I bought yeah. it not because of comic book because it has no, Don Rickles on it. Right, I know. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I used to work at a comic book store in Houston. I worked in the Golden Age counter when I was in middle school. The huh. gold, the Golden Age of comics being 1900 to 1960. Oh, okay. I, I didn't that was, know that. That, that's my that was my expertise in middle school with comic books see, from that era. Wouldn't you like to see this as a stand up comedian? What the hell? Um, I don't like comic books. I read a few when I was in high school, and especially right. <clears throat> when I got a little older and and the comic books really boomed. Right, they became very popular, and people would say, "Oh, but you haven't read this one. This was incredible." You know, so I would give it a chance. I would say, "Okay, I'll read," it, and I would read it. And then I would, it was good and everything, but then real life is just disappointing. <coughs> because, and here's the reason: I I want the the villains in the comic books are so evil, and they're they're like really creative evil too. You know, and they're flying around on Halloween saucers and throwing pumpkins that explode at people. And okay, our so evil, green, our evil is like Mike Pence. Yeah. I want him. I, it, we're living in a world full of evil that's boring, and I want a more exciting evil. So I can't read comic books because well, Al Qaeda like, and ISIS aren't exciting enough <laughs> evil for you. Yeah. No, they're predictable. You, you, you know, I, I'm killing you in the name of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's 
over and over and over. I mean, uh, how much have we heard that? I'm going to kill you in the name of God. <laughs> All right. Well, you he's a hack. <laughs> he's a hack. Oh, God. Yeah. This, well, this podcast just started a Salman Rushdie situation. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like Salman Rushdie. I like, I like that you don't like comic books because they're too good. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> You know, and the good your guys. Your problem isn't comics; it's the real world. Yes, exactly. I don't not like. I don't not like comic books. I just don't. I never. I missed that whole they thing. They didn't hook you. Yeah. I never got into com. I never read them. I never. I don't remember other people being like, "You should read this." Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I just missed that. What whole about thing. like Mad Magazine and those type of some? You know what bit? I mean? Highlights. You know, they got different no, mag- highlights. Highlights for <laughs> right. Highlights. You know, that was yeah. dentist. I, when you go to the dentist, you read highlights. I mean, I would say at this, at this point, comic books are as varied as any other art form. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like th- there's gonna be w- there's gonna be one you like unless you just actively do not like the concept of art and letters mixing together. No, I like that. That's fine with me. Right. Like, so that's what I'm saying. It's, I it's, read some is... Crumb. I, I read some Robert Crumb stuff yeah. that I liked. And you, uh, Harvey, like... Harvey, uh, Harvey. Firestein. No, Cleveland, Ohio. Crumb's buddy. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't remember the name. But it's not. Wallbanger. No. No. <laughs> Harvey. No. Harvey. Patel. Corman. Uh, P- Harvey Corman. P- uh, <laughs> Corman. Uh, yeah. Steve Harvey. Uh, <laughs> So There's a no. I do not like him at all. You, you really not at all. Oh yeah, no. I know some backstories on him that I'm not going to tell on this podcast. That no. I used to have a Steve Harvey bit that I would do about prima nocta, the divine right of a king. Yes. Yeah. Prima nocta. Yeah. The divine right of a king to have sex with a, a female on their way. So you get married to your to your wonderful wife, and the king has the right to have sex with her on your wedding day. Yeah, yeah. I think we should elope, honey. So I had a <laughs> <laughs> right, just get out. Uh, yeah, and this I had a Steve Harvey bit about Prima Nocta. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah. It was. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Steve Harvey. I don't. No, but that was I, that was like I was like saying that it's almost like well yeah yeah let me hear that. Nope. Yeah. Let's get back. To I mean me. to be to be fair it wasn't. No, it's not back to me. I to know. be fair, it was a bit about how Steve Harvey has really bad opinions about women. That's. Yeah, it's yeah. the reason I don't like him. I know a lot of stuff about Harvey. That was the wanna... that was the button was that Steve Harvey has bad women opinions. Well, he wrote a book on it, right? I know, and that makes me mad too. He's wrote several. He's written several books with garbage opinions about like yeah. <laughs> heteronormative structure. Yeah. Okay. All right, and <laughs> I've funny. seen your prima nocta bit, and it is it is really good. It really is one of my favorite bits that you do. Thank I've seen you. it. It's real funny, you know. Uh, but back to Daredevils. I just like this idea. Is it just, sure. Am I crazy? I like the idea that someone says, you know what? I'm going to climb up the side of a building in New York City and I'm going to get to the 18th floor. Yeah. And then the police are going to have to figure out how to try to get me down. So, you know? so the thing I've the thing I've learned about you, Stuart, over the course of this podcast specifically is that uh, one of the things that you like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, well, not this specific podcast, just the podcast. Uh, OK. Whatever it's called. Corn Cobb on the obsessives. Uh, so the uh, curio of obsessions. Um, so. Your you're probably close. Your obsession is in individualistic unilateral movement. What? Excuse me. What? <laughs> Tom you, and I are both like. Could you explain that for? Let's say we might not have some listeners that understand what that means. We you, there might. <laughs> there might God, see. you love that conceit. <laughs> there might be one or two listeners in this room <laughs> that don't you, know exactly what you're talking about. Easy between bank. this one and the trepanation episode. Oh, trepanation. Your your thing, your 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 Jones is you like people who go against the grain 
to do something wild that you would never do yourself, either because of fear or you just know better, but you just like watching, like, if if the if lemmings were libertarians, essentially. And so instead of a group of lemmings running off because that's too many people, you want like one lemming by himself just throwing himself off a cliff just to see what happens. That's Stuart Huff's obsession. Let me let me take what you just said and not deny it, but add a, I'm going to adjust it just a little bit. Fine. Just a little bit, all right? All right. I will see if I'll allow you and, to do and that. And this is not me trying to be funny. This is me adjusting it just a little bit to try to to try to pinpoint exactly what you're saying so then sure. we can talk about this daredevil thing I have, okay? Yes. I like the idea of life. I like the idea of of you as life as in you have an opportunity, you know, to be here, right? Mm-hmm. So then what you're going to do with it is go to high school and go to college and get a job and stare at a wall and clock in and clock out and, and go to a game and care about your team and then die. That, to me, I'm so bored. Do get on, you know, be, if you're going to be evil, be evil. You know what I mean? If you, if you could, I like people. Have a lair. Yeah, I be like the best people, you you can be. I like people that look at life like a mango. You know, they're just gonna bite it, and it's all you, you're gonna get it all over you. Not know what it is when you look at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you don't know. Get, hey, look, uh, <laughs> which one's the mango? Which hey. is, I don't know what those look like. Uh, Matt, can, Matt, can you, you go know, on like, Cafe I, Press and print that up as a shirt for Stewart's merch? <laughs> right. I want. I love people that look at life like a mango. Right. I like. Okay, let me just the people in this room because these are two. These are two of my f- favorite people right here. Cody is not a conventional life <laughs> person. You know what I mean? Cody, sure. what you've done with your life, there's so many varied things that you've done. There's hmm. so many directions you've went. There's so many things you're interested in, and you're not afraid to say, oh, my gosh, I love this. So then right. you learn and study about it, and you dive in. Tom's the same way. He's the exact same way. Tom drove around this country with his wife in a Winnebago, more passionate about comedy it was than— a Fleetwood. Was it a Fleetwood? Yeah, Did I not, insult you? Let's not, bring brand, let's not bring brand names into this. Let's right. get them right. I mean, you... Fleetwood you, Flair. We called it Rick. You're so passionate. <laughs> you know? Woo! <laughs> you called it Rick? Yes. You Rick? Don't na- you don't name your vehicles? I named mine. Mine's, <clears throat> my car's named George Michael. I named, let's see, I had a 76 Buick oh, LeSabre right. yeah. that was spray-painted silver. It was It was not packed. It was spray-painted silver, and I, I named it The Professor. Nice. Yeah, it, it had a, a deep maroon interior. I loved it, you know. Uh, I, so I would add that to it. It is not, okay, look, it is not that I, I enjoy or I'm, like one person decides to do something quote-unquote stupid, and I'm like, ooh, look how dumb they are. That's not the way I no, am. No, I know, yeah. I wasn't the way I am is like that. that person is, t- if there's someone that that absolutely loves, you know, quilts, right? they love making quilts, I get so excited that they're making quilts and they're and when they get into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think part of it's they also really like, get into it. Tom is laughing at me right now. I, just, I love it. I appreciate that you care like that you that's one of the things I, I love about you is that you care about other people's sort of obsessions about things. Their yeah. obsess, obsessive curiosities. Yeah. There's a woman in Texas. I'll tell this quick story. There's a is woman in Texas. I'm pointing I'm pointing to my right because Texas is always to your right. <laughs> Is it not? Unless you're Mississippi. No. <laughs> <laughs> he meant politically. I, uh, I also meant directly. Yeah. 
So there's a woman in Texas who loved the sound of bells. You can't question that. You can't start saying, well, how dumb are you? It doesn't matter. She's alive. And for whatever whatever reason, it, just the sound of bells mm -hmm. makes her happy. So then she, she opened a bell museum in Texas, and she thought, oh, everybody will come. Nobody came to her. What are you nuts? Nobody, yes. Nobody I would, told her that beforehand. Nobody went, nanny, enough with the... <laughs> With the bells. I would go to a bell museum. Yes, you would. Yeah. I would. And so there's two of the seven that she had in one year. I wouldn't. You, Tom wouldn't. But I would go to the hotel and go to my room and watch some <laughs> football or something. Right. And, watch, right. and watch the Bell Museum TV show. Right. I would watch the documentary. It's way more interesting to that's the, the, go see the show that Stuart Huff does where he goes in and talks to the crazy bell lady. Right. <laughs> right. I love the bell lady. So, I do not love the sound of bells, but she opened a museum and she has thousands of different bells and she knows everything about them all. And I went to the bell museum and she showed me all the bells and I didn't care about any of these things. I cared about her and her passion, you know, and then she had so few visitors that she had to sell her house and move into the bell museum oh. and sleep in the back. And then she's struggling just to keep the place open. And I'm like, yes, this is life. This so, is life, you right. know? Yes. D am, I, am I communicating clearly? Yes, but yes. my question in that, though, is Please. how do you reconcile that your passion is for people who are passionate about life, but choose something that could potentially end it? Like in the trepanation episode, or like Daredevils. But how do you reconcile that? Because that, how, how, what, what is that, you do not what's that celebration to. of life that is, that is kind of really, really razor thin on death? Okay, 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 Cody. I love that point, and I and I will uh, I'll throw this at you. Yes. Any, I, I have a I have a certain amount of respect uh, mm -hmm. for anybody who puts a passion above their own life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they I'm not saying that they they want to die or anything. I'm just saying, <clears throat> you know, there's a story I read in this great book once where there was a, a ship that was sinking. Right? It was it, it was close enough to a to a, a a small island that they could see the island all right but this ship was full of rum or they had a they had a whole cargo of rum and it starts to go down okay now the majority of the people jump into the ocean and swim towards that island but eight of them stayed on the boat and drank the rum i like the eight yeah you do i like the eight but there are they are they, are they adventurous or are they alcoholics? Well, you know, now that's another question. Well, you know I mean, what I mean? A little bit of A, a little bit of B, you know? Yeah. One, right. one to the other. But, I, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> but if, so I like that. I like that idea that I'm going to, why are you going over Niagara Falls in a barrel? Give me one. Now, some people might have did it. They actually promote it and try to make money. Right. But a lot of these people literally just got in a barrel and went over. Nobody knew they were doing it right so you look at like so the expression whatever like you're going back to sort of what you've been saying cody like uh the the curiosity it's the like the curiosity killed the cat and you just love the cat that's mm -hmm. willing to be curious about yes making this try to do this yeah. thing okay well, i love i love the cat that stares at the oven and is just dying to know you know and then that door is open to get the pie out and they run in <laughs> just, just how often does that happen? I was gonna say never ever happens. It's only happened seven times in my life. Like you admire <laughs> that cat. Most cats aren't gonna run in, but that right, one cat, true. he's the daredevil. You know, so wise men say only fool cats rush in. Oh, and why? What is either? The, why is the devil got to do with it? By the way, like a daredevil, like he's like yeah, he's somehow like the devil is daring you to do X. You know, to 
Right. The uh, devil is okay. daring you. Yeah. It's I wouldn't it's misnamed. Dare Angel. Passion suckers. <laughs> nope, that's a different thing. <laughs> that's a different thing. That's a website that you should def- definitely uh, not go to. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Either one of you uh <laughs> familiar with cheese rolling? Uh yes. Okay. Tom, cheese rolling? Mm. I'm assuming it involves cheese and rolling it. You're Ooh. a brilliant man. I like that. I know it could have been a curveball. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was very good of you. All right. Now this is a sport, quote unquote. I put that in quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can defend myself when Tom starts attacking the word sport. Um, four hundred years old. Am I in the ballpark? I don't. I don't, I, do, I don't do years. I know it's three hundred years old. This is an old sport, right? <laughs> I know it. It's Wait, how probably, do you know it's three hundred years? Because in my mind, I said when I read it years ago, I said, "So it's the it's older than our country." Okay. You know, I don't do numbers either, but when I say something like it's older than our country, then I, I have a fixed. Right. That's a very liberal arts aspect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is uh, as many people as that want to do it. You know what I mean? They're at the top of a hill. And this is an English kind of. So this isn't, mm-hmm. you know, little house on the prairie, little kind of slope. This is big rocks, boulders, you know, boom, boom, boom. This is a dramatic hill. And they have a, they have a, 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 a wheel of cheese. With a big X on it. Oh, yeah. And then the people chase it down the hill, basically. And they chase it down the hill. And they just mm-hmm. tumble and fall, and some of them make it, and they're running. And Yeah, I've actually yeah. seen video that's like... It's insane. Yeah. It's like a woman that's like won it every year. The one person wins... Uh, well, they have a male and female division Yes. now. Well, yeah, because you can't have the mixing. Because <laughs> then they just, start, they just start having sex on the hill. Sure. Um, yeah, and the, the bottom of the hill is lined with ambulances. Yeah. Because... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's here, Tom. I'm going to pass. It's serious injuries. Serious injuries. Yeah. Here we go. Let's split. And I, also, why would I've, you want to eat the cheese at the end there? I this doesn't count as daredevil. I don't. You don't understand. think so? No. Well, okay. So explain to me why, why this is less daredevilish than riding a motorcycle over a truck. I just handed uh, Tom and Cody. Uh, they each have two pictures, two photographs. Did right? you see what I just did right there? You tried to put your you, you tried to put your <laughs> headphones on as your glasses. Very Jordy LaForge of you. And it's only it's it's only twelve thirty. Um, so my pictures are uh, a bunch of people sitting and standing at the top of the hill watching a bunch of people Jack and Jill falling down the hill, and then another picture of a, a, a large amount of paramedics uh, attending to several people that you can't really see with a huge amount of bystanders in the background. And these pictures are from nineteen ninety two. Or at least one of them is. 525-92. Well, so it's 25-5, but in England they reverse them. So it's the, it's uh, May 25th, 1992. Tom, describe your photograph. The same time frame, same same probably obviously batch of pictures. I think they're probably all from the same year. I one would, photographer. Yeah, I would bet. Uh, it's a Nicholas Turpin. There's a, a photographer. Che- there's a cheese roll, a small wheel about the size of a, uh, like a baby coach wheel or a, like a... See, like I don't a, even have any cheese on mine. Like a yeah. like a wheel of cheese the size of like a small wheel, like a go kart wheel. I don't know if it's not that large, one. right? And then and then there's a bunch of people sitting on a hill, sort of watching. And then there's about ten white dudes and a, maybe a girl. I can't tell. Or a long haired guy. And they're oh, it's a long haired guy. I've yeah, and they're sort of in different stages of either falling down or starting. And then the other ones are running. And then there's this picture. There's another picture of. For paramedics, a concerned person, and a looks like a woman laying in a on a stretcher, with her hands over her chest like she's dead, with a neck brace on. So I think I have 
the picture after your first picture and then the picture before your second picture. Aha, uh-huh, okay. So, so I'll so hand these to you. Yeah, it's four in a row there. Yeah. I um <clears throat> let's see, we're switching pictures here. There we're we switching what pictures. Like what makes you go I I need oh, like boy. oh I need Well, this. number one, they're cheap. You know what I'm saying? I'm digging through some photographs in a in a junk shop, and I I saw the paramedic picture, and I thought, whoa, she's injured. And then I see the the running down the hill, and I said, this is cheese rolling. Mm-hmm. I I had seen this, you know, and it's fascinating to me. Oh, this is the first cheese roll. Ninety, and this is this is of the first cheese roll. What do you mean? I don't, it says in the first cheese roll. Oh, that's you- the first series. They do a whole every year. They have like different. You know, different, what would you call it, meats, different, you know, different races. So the people at the top of the hill are going to right. race in the next one. Also, this is, a, this is a man on the stretcher. His name a man is on the stretcher. Gareth Sunley. Okay. Or oh, okay. Smedley, sorry, Gareth Smedley of Brockworth, Gloucestershire. Okay. Uh, so I bet it's this guy right here that you can't see his head. Like, this is, so this is there in a stage. They stage different stages of falling down, and another one is sort of, Everybody's in a different stage of falling down. It's kind of a cool picture. Also, I don't like that that two of the pictures are portrait and two are landscape, <laughs> and that they're intermixed. Like that's just bad. <laughs> that's just bad photography. Uh, I would have never thought that ever. Ever. Me neither. I, it's it, the it's most glaring thing I can see right now. Yeah. Um, this looks like a great hill for sledding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, got big bumps in it. You could really, you could really take off on a I sled. I just don't. I, I, I hate to keep questioning your hobby. Do it. <laughs> Because, but it's just such <laughs> wide-ranging, different thing. It's not like like it's not like you collect one thing or three things. No, or you I just, don't. Yeah. I have the similar problem, which is also why my career is horrible. And mine too. Yeah. I know you have a very successful podcast. Yeah, I don't. I don't collect yeah, one I, thing. And but I, I I I guess like I would be like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but to to buy four eight by ten pictures of like I just, I, of a thing that ah oh, look, this is where they cheese roll where. It, you could probably literally on your phone pull up video of it happening or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? It's absolutely. not like it's a rare thing. It's 1992. There's a bunch right. of weirdos over there standing around with cameras that are <laughs> live watching this. And mm-hmm. and I just don't. It's there's. Is this a famous cheese roller? Like this is like the Jordan of cheese rollers or the, something? The or? Michael Jordan of cheese rollers? Yeah. No, I just I don't. I don't really know if I can even explain it. It's just my personality. Would you ever go to a cheese roll live? Oh yeah, I would go. I would not. Handy, yeah. I went to the uh, Flufenhagen. What do you call it? They have it in L.A. where people. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, they have this thing in in L.A. where you you basically are building a plane, Mm -hmm. and they have some some rules. You can't have an engine or anything like that, and you're building a plane, and people run down the pier and jump off into the ocean. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, Red Bull Bull does one on ESPN. Yeah, Red Bull now. Didn't you do a whole thing on that on on one of your CDs? Yeah, I had a whole bit about pre-flight because I love... The 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 Wright Brothers. It's the same passion that we're talking about. I would rather see someone attempt to fly and not do it than to see someone take off and succeed. The Wright brothers to me are kind of annoying. <laughs> you love failure. Yes. Yeah. Failures in failure ensures that we're going to continue to try. And that's what I like. I don't want to succeed because, you know, this is a, a joke from my bit, but it's absolutely true. Flight is boring now. 
We just stand in line holding our shoes. Everybody hates to go to the airport. There's no excitement left into it unless you're a kid and then you freak out, right? But when you're an adult. I'm an adult who freaks out. That's why I drive everywhere. I don't like flying at well, all. Well, you don't like it. But I'm talking about. It terrifies here, me. Well, here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's yeah. what I'm saying. At one point in humanity, right? I'll go ahead and say most people, just the thought of a human being being able to fly through the air was wondrous it was magical it was most people would maybe even argue that it had never happened right but it was just a thought of people used to draw imaginary humans flying i mean we could we came up with all you know and that was exciting and that was passion right. and you know and then now that we've have it we're all we're all annoyed that we have to go to the airport you so, see what I'm trying to say? Uh, right. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll add I'll add on to that. I just watched the documentary Shadow of the Moon, uh, the Ron Howard P Apollo documentary, mm -hmm. and uh, I forget which astronaut it was uh, that was saying this, but uh, the, the, one of the astronauts that landed on the moon right. said that his father was born shortly after the Wright brothers, and and after he landed on the moon, his father still couldn't really believe that he'd landed on the moon, but his son was five at the time that he landed on the moon and thought it was the most boring thing ever. <laughs> Right. And I would add this. That's correct. It's yeah. never going to be as exciting as 1969 when they, they landed on the moon in 69, right? I think. 69? Maybe. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I was baked. Okay. In 69, that was a wild year for me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, Summer of Love, man. That, that uh, everybody was glued to their television. Yeah. I mean, it was an glued. international event. It was it, people in different countries were glued to that. And now. If we if we go back and land, it's not you know, it's not as exciting. It's never going to be yeah. as exciting as that, as that time. So success is I don't know. It's kind of like oh something just died, magic just died. You know, right? Speaking, I don't I cannot explain to you why I walk through a junk shop because it calms me down. I relax. I think clearer. I'm not you know, especially if I'm on an interstate and people are honking at each other and it's and it's backed up. I immediately want to get off that thing. And I want to find a junk shop and let this traffic, you know, and all. I get on a back road. I'm comfortable. I get, you know, and then I walk in there and I see something that's neat. I look at the price tag and I'm like, yeah, you know, they're a buck a picture. How often and then how, how often do you get off to avoid the traffic and you're driving around looking for a junk shop? And now it's two hours later and there's no junk shop. And you're just like, oh, I just wasted two hours and I'm in the middle of a John Cougar Mellon Camp video now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. <coughs> Um, first of all, I, I would take issue with the word wasted. Okay. Uh, you referred, by the way, I saw this on Facebook. You, you referred <laughs> and put in, in quotes, you put Stuart's treasures in quotes, oh, which right. I felt the sting. <laughs> okay. I felt the insult because it's a, it's, it's four black and white pictures that, I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. Hey, it's, you, you, there is fine. It's at this point, it doesn't our, take up a lot of, it wouldn't take up a lot of room in a house. It's, you know, so you found another benefit of it, right? It's not like you have a seven foot, uh, a mermaid. Let me like, show you another picture in my house. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, a Victorian child's wheelchair in my house and it takes up a lot of space. Yeah. It's wicker though. It's very nice. Uh, I will say if you want to talk about disappointment too, that, yeah. that is a small wheel of cheese. Yeah. Like, you get to keep it at the end. And I'm like, that's not worth me going down a hill for. Well, let me throw this at you, and because this is fascinating to me, the reason they started doing this, if if memory serves from from reading, is is three four hundred years ago when they started, it was a significant. You could feed a family, yeah, 
with this. And they didn't have enough just to give everybody. So they, they had like a thing. You They rolled it down, and the one who got it, the one who won, Mm-hmm. Got the cheese and it so that it wasn't like well I mean we're all now That's we're like hilarious. that makes I like it now it's like evil like that goes back to your <laughs> thing now Tom's on board it's, it's like yeah. it's like the rich bankers are like let's make them run down this hill That's for a <laughs> cheese <laughs> and they're breaking their necks and fighting and falling down a hill and all the rich God. people are like ah look at the look at the poor people killing themselves for a little piece That's of exactly cheese exactly what it was. Uh, it's a literal rat race. Uh, yeah, and now yes. it's a rat race. And now Tom has got a big you haven't smiled in 22 minutes and now you got a big <laughs> you have a big grin on your face thinking about poor people needing cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like I like it now. That's just cuz the darkness of it is funny to me. Now, you said you like it when these people fail and they just like when they don't achieve because that means that we're going to achieve later right it keeps them going forward you said that a second ago can i can i stop you right there and 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 uh and adjust your statement just a little so it's accurate right okay <laughs> i don't <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah this is this are you this, my grandmother what this, was that <laughs> this episode has really not gone the direction i thought it was going to go do they ever no and that's probably the reason i'm still doing it is I show up here and I think I don't know. Am I going to be mocked for an hour, probably? Or and then and then I, I get you guys in the on the couch one and couch two, and then you and both of you are like, this is the coolest thing. And I'm like, oh, I thought they were going to make fun of me. And then I pull out some stuff that I think is really neat, and you guys go, what a waste of time! Right? <laughs> what is this? What kind of? Why do you do? You know? And I'm I, happy for the whole thing just because I got to laugh about the cheese that they literally <laughs> needed cheese. They had they made poor people chase cheese. Well, I mean, the first so they wouldn't oh. starve. The first time you succeed at one of these episodes, then you'll have lost the magic. Yeah, it's over then. Yeah. We should do that in other starving places in the world. Like as a live show. Yes. Like you what else other what other food is round that we can roll (laughs) down a hill? Well, they used to uh, I think they still do in some places, they used to grease watermelons and throw them in a pool. And cover a watermelon with grease and then make people dive in and try to grab it and it'd pop out like a you know, uh-huh. and, and once upon a time in the, in the South, I know for a fact in the South, people actually went to the fair because if you got the watermelon, I mean, that was not nothing, you know, that you could feed, you know, the kids. Is that how people in the Sudan got really good at marathons? They had like like a, a guy in it, something like pulling a, a lunch down the street and everybody ran after it until they ran out of gas. Look, as <laughs> as disgusting and evil as that statement was. It was not that far off. Right, okay. You want to know? This is really cool. Is it? What? Yes. <laughs> okay. To me. It, in a, it, this is a, hunt, it was a hunting method. Do you know this? Like, gazelle, the, some people, did you know this, Cody? So some, some tribesmen in Africa would see the gazelle, and they would start, they didn't chase, they didn't like full blast run towards it, okay? But they would just start running towards it on a nice pace, okay? And they would get kind of close to the to the animal, and then the animal would bolt away from them. And they didn't break pace; they just kept going, kept going, kept mm-hmm. going. Eventually, would because ca- the animal you can't run full blast for very long. You right. you have to stop. So the animal would stop, and then eventually these people would kind of catch up to it and get close to it, and the animal would bolt again. And they did this for a very. It, eventually, yeah. the animal collapses. Yeah, you tire the, it out. The animal tires out and can't. It collapses, and they would catch it that way. That's amazing. Yeah, to thank you. I said it would be cool, and you, you know, yeah, that's neat. And then you know, that's the way they they would do it. 
Yeah. Eventually, they'd get the the animal would die of exhaustion, and then they'd just pick it up and carry it back. I mean, sometimes they would be. Can't you just move there? Then you're like, okay, now we live here. <laughs> now we live at this place. <laughs> right. I'm I mean, going to show. And like, then eventually, go. that hunting technique turned into a dating technique that horrible men with weird hats use. <laughs> hey, go back to the uh, what you were correcting me about. You like failure? Oh yeah, I don't. You know, uh, I don't sit there and root for failure. It's not like I'm like, oh, I hope they don't make it. I hope they don't make it. Like. Um, you know, someone that builds a plane and is trying to fly and we've never flown. I'm excited about that. Look at the different types of, of ways that we try. There's literally hundreds of different attempts okay. for us to leave the ground. Mm -hmm. And you can see the human curiosity right there. It's plain black and white. Look at all the different ways we tried, you know. And when I'm watching someone bounce up and down with a pair of goggles on, I am literally a happy boy. I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of humans for, for trying this. Now, and then at that point, when the machine, if it did take off and fly away, then I would be like, oh, crap. Really? Yeah. But I'm not okay. rooting for him or her right. to fail. Just, you just like it better when it doesn't succeed. You yeah. Just, yeah, I don't I, think I find myself like on those, like, like if I walk in, the, if like America's funny, like, uh, like uh, whatever, the America's Got Talent or any of these America's shows. America's Got Talent. There's so yeah. many shows. I, I really, some it really grabs me to watch people like accomplishing their dreams. It's yeah, putting themselves out That's different. There. It's really that's different. Uh, it's really cool to see like yes. the, like you can see like the I just have joy for them that they, they did this thing that they worked towards and dreamed about and I don't know. It's like see, I'd love I. Tom is a complicated individual, you know. Yeah. Within a five-minute span, he was giggling like a <laughs> like a little child at poor people being led by a cheese roll, and now he says, so "I just I feel in my heart that I want her to succeed." You know, it, yeah, it's beautiful. You 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 just stop on a dime and turn, <laughs> right. morally. You know what I mean? It's great. I, I think to yes, I think to clarify your thing, mm -hmm. it's not that you're you don't you're not rooting for failure. You're just you don't you don't like success because you yeah, there you go. You're, you're there not you, go. you don't like the end product. You're interested in the process, not the product. And so when the product gets made, the process ends, and so the thing that you like has is now finished. I there exactly yeah. Watching human curiosity, which. The older I get, I think curiosity might be the greatest of all human uh, personality traits. If you can hold on to it, then human curiosity is such a gorgeous thing, you know. <clears throat> and those people that, that get to even middle age and still hold on to half of their curiosity are rare indeed. Most people... They're, ra you know, they're rare indeed. Was that they're too? almost <laughs> as rare as people that say rare indeed. Was that too? Yeah. No, it's, just, it's beautiful. I love well, it. I just won the cheese. <laughs> they're rare indeed. They're rare. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a beautiful Hallmark card. Right. Stuart Huff just opened yes, up on the podcast. Right. Was it? People that are loving and honest are rare <laughs> indeed. I've been, I've been hanging around with Peter too long. He says, as people do. Right. <laughs> as one does. As people do. All right, get to the thing. Right. Daredevils, come on. All right, let me. I'm going to show. Uh, <laughs> Tom has been mocking me the entire time, and I'm just going to hand you this picture. And if you don't like this picture, then I just, you know, it might be the rest of this episode might just be me and Cody. <laughs> Why, wait, why is it guaranteed I'll like the picture? Right. Oh, well, I don't want to say it in front of Tom. All right. Is it landscape or portrait? Um, hold on. What is that? Oh, it's got... <laughs> It's got, it's got some information there. Uh, it's got some like looks like 1930s typing from a, you know, from like a 
Yeah. A typewriter Hemingway was on. Ugh, God. Oh, my God. This person is in, like, a car that, uh, like, that looks like, like you... Like if you would make a really good car for like the soapbox derby or something. That's to get exactly it. what I, that soapbox derby, der, soapbox derby car is exactly what I think when I see it. And the we, but the wheels are weirdly small, and uh, and it, so it looks almost like like one of those single passenger planes, but with no back and no wings and no front. It's and he's airborne. Probably. Pretty significantly airborne, wouldn't you say? I mean, he's got he went off that ramp pretty good. Oh, I don't see a ramp. It's just this thing's covering it. Oh, oh move wow. that. See, that ramp looks way more modern than everything else in the picture. The the ramp looks like it's made out of metal and stuff, but it looks I don't. It doesn't show how far he came from, but he's flinging off this ramp, and he is. Dude, do you have the after picture when he goes <laughs> face first into the ground? Because I want to see that picture. No, I wish I did. He's pivoted back. This is in a moment of, like, he is hanging on. his. I mean, he is perfect posture, sitting up straight, that he looks almost not real. And he has no. He is getting ready to face plant right into, the, right into where the steering wheel should be. Oh, no. He's got to be. Because this, this guy's just in the air. There's... Does he think he's going to fly, or is he just trying to be a... Dick? Read the thing. I Read that into the into the mic there, and it's fascinating. A leap into space. Rene Fumi is this t- in his tiny automobile, which is in quotes. Leaping through space. Space might be a little... He's, he's, I think that's an exaggeration. He's going off this <laughs> ramp. He's incredibly... But I'm the guy that just said indeed. He's got like a... <laughs> Rare indeed. He's got like a good launch angle. Well, that's what the kids say today about the game. Fumi is now... <laughs> Uh, he's uh, he, after descending a chute at 100 miles an hour. Oh, so you could just catch the end. I would have never guessed he got up to 100. Me neither, and I, I'm I'm questioning that number. Well, the fact that he's so high and he's still in a trajectory of going, I would agree. Uh, he had to be moving. flying, right? Yeah. But his posture but how is incredible ha- at mm-hmm. this point. How like would they have 100 miles per hour without like a radar gun? Right. I don't know. I don't. Know. And why are they using miles per hour when it's happening in England? Okay. Uh, it's an American reporter. With his display of nerve, nerve's a tough word to use right there. <laughs> what would you put there? Stupidity? Uh, I don't Brazenness. You're right. right. Yes. Uh, I would say audacity. with his curiosity indeed. Yeah, with his amazing display of not thinking things through, <laughs> the upturned end of the chute hurdles Fumi in his car into space at breakneck speed. He travels through the air for 50 and then the rest years. is ripped out. Fifty years. I'm assuming. Fifty years. Yeah. Still up there today. If you look up, right. you look hard enough. Well, either either way, if that's fifty seconds, even that's a long time. Right. That shoot to shoot him airborne. He, I want. That's the end of the story. There's it, no well, like. Some of it got ripped off. How depressing is that? Uh, is that? Right, ju- I'm, I'm disappointed in this picture. What? Yeah. How are you? Tell me how you disappointed. How do you not like that photograph? It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous, but I. Unless you looked up what from that story what happened and tell me that if he you know oh you want to know the ending I want to know uh, it's feet fifty feet what did you find the re- oh there was no the you can see the top of the words on the next line oh fifty oh, feet okay. fifty feet I thought That's it was a- going for time I didn't even think right, about right, distance right, right. Uh, Cody compositionally is that not an incredible picture it is it's perfect yeah um I would prefer oh here we go I'd prefer more room above the car and less room below the ramp. Honestly, in terms of framing, 
Um, but sure, yeah, it's great. How uh, much, how much sure. did you pay for that picture? Oh, I don't remember. I put Too it much. in. Uh, no, hey, what, hey, what is this? Again, it's a neat picture. You could have taken than likely, a picture of it. <laughs> I mean, it's a new... It's... <laughs> Every time I bang on the arm, that's what you're hearing, audience. It's just me in total exhaustion just like what i just uh, yeah. more than likely i paid a dollar for it okay. usually pictures like this are stacked up they're usually 50 cents a piece a dollar a piece you know and i put it in that frame okay you know the part of the part of the fun for me is giving you shit giving oh, you shit about it i i mean that's our okay. relationship is built on that so rock. i don't understand what he's trying to do besides just fling himself in the air as far as he can in this thing and then he's literally just going to smash into the ground i yeah. would i would agree that's part of my problem with your whole thesis that you've you've introduced on this episode is that it's supposed to be a process to achieve something mm. and he's doing mm. this daily what's the what's what's he achieving i don't th did i introduce that to achieve something yeah you said that you liked them trying to do some like trying for something like I feel like even even if it's not a greater purpose, you know, even if it's just I want to cross, you know, the Grand Canyon uh, I on a walk tight across, road, yeah. getting across the getting across the Grand Canyon is at least the goal. The goal here is what? How far can I get up in the air on this car? It, well, it could be. I can think of several different goals. Name it, all of them can, right now. Can can I make a can I make a car and go down a chute? Yeah, Tom is snapping into the into the mic, but I'm about to do it. Yeah, uh, a, a, you know, a 40 year old man says, uh, "I remember how fun a car used to be. Can I can I make it one and go down a chute?" So there, goal achieved. How far can I? How how fast can I go down the chute? Okay. 100 miles per hour. Goal achieved. Great. How much can I go up? How far out can I jump? You know, can't you just sit can down and do, do the math? Can I do this without dying? You just could, no. Would you? Would you? <laughs> would you? Do you think this guy sat down and did the math? No, I don't think he did the math, but I'll bet he built that car. Yeah. I think built's a strong word. Mm, I thought Betty built. I, I, to withstand, that, to, I mean, even to withstand going down a chute. It looks like, so it looks like the part, that, the cab of it is right. is some, is something he scavenged off something else. May, and, oh, and he just he, I'm put sure, some wheels on it. I'm sure the whole thing is is kind of put that's together. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like I would like the whole the whole cab looks like it was something else before that he didn't build. And he just put wheels on it. Yeah, you know what this is, dude. This is this is this is a this is an old time version of idiots on YouTube uh, shooting themselves in the face with whatever it is, or or jumping on a trampoline up off the roof to try to dunk a, ba a baseball Ti thing. Tide pods. Yeah, it's like people eating this Tide pods. This, this is Tide pods. This, this is, is just early 1900s, yes. 1800s Tide pods. This is the same people are doing this now to get a. Oh, I want to watch the YouTube video, and then they just. I disagree. Because he's doing it for other people. Because it's saying entertaining Londoners every day. It's a stunt. He's a stunt man. Oh, it's every he's, day. He's a he's That's a fine. he's a guy. He's a guy putting a nail up his nose with a hammer and then pulling it out. I like that oh, too. Oh, I like him better now that I know he does it every day. Yeah, like it says, it says thrilling Londoners daily with his display of nerve. Okay, you I, you were so thrown off by nerve you forgot daily. I just I read things and I don't even pay attention to what I'm reading. I guess, but like, I you're an American. It's yeah, fine. Yes. <laughs> if you say I want to jump off the roof and hit the trampoline and then go into the pool. I say, well, don't do it until I get there. Right. You know? Yes, I like sure. that. But but so your thing about like, well, he, he's trying to discover how fast, blah, 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 blah. You can go, I don't think he's doing that. He's just like, hey, maybe I can make some quid off of this. My, you can make you can make money a lot of other ways. This you know? is, again, another st another show that you could pitch next time people call you about pitching a show. This is it. Like you, you go around and you watch people do the crazy. You watch people jump off the roof into the thing and you talk to them about it and you're excited about it and you... 
you know what I mean? There's another show idea to pitch. Another show idea. Yes. I I see. Now, you know, if alcohol's involved, I, I'm much less interested. He's British, so yes, it is. Well, I'm talking about if you're on the if you're drunk on the roof and want to hit the trampoline, I it's still good. But uh, it, you know, if you're if you're at a party and you're drunk, it doesn't. I like the idea that a, a grown person is going to open a bell museum. A grown person is going to build a car and go down a chute. A grown person. It makes sense that you like that, especially after the story you said the other day about you riding off the train trestle or whatever in your bike and just with a rope. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you so, are that guy. It's craziness. Okay. It's just craziness. It's like, we, you know, this is nuts. All right. I mean, you know, you. You have some of this in you. you you're sitting here and you're... He's you, talking to Tom. I'm talking... I'm sorry. I'm talking to I Tom. Just, I'm helping the audience out yeah, with who I'm sorry. you say... Who well, I've kind of forgotten we're on a podcast now and I'm fighting for my life here. Um, <laughs> Tom has some of this in him because I will call Tom, Cody. I'll call Tom. What do you call him? Uh, thank you. I'll call Tom and I'll go, hey, do you want to go do a weekend room in Arkansas? We're going to lose money. And he'll go, yeah. Let's go. Why, why would you say yes to that? That's that's crazy. That's that's not. Why didn't you do the math? Why didn't you sit at home and go, well, uh, you know, there's and, and you can't say, well, I might have a good show. You, we're going to Arkansas. We're not going to have a good show, Tom. <laughs> yeah. But You'll go you, any. But you if know? you and I are driving to Canada to do show, we're going to sit and we're going to sit and talk comedy. I'm going to get it's going to be yeah. beneficial to me as a human being. And at the end, we're going to have some we're going to have good shows. We're just I mean, there may we're just gonna. So it's is there is you, it, it's is the, worth it, I guess. it? Let me ask you this point blank. Let me ask you this, Tom. Um, there there is the opportunity, OK, for adventure in stand up comedy, as in you're not in a cubicle. OK, you've been to I'm assuming you've been to every state in this country. OK, yeah. I, I've been to every state, too. I've done comedy in all 50 states. Right. That's it. There, there's adventure in that. You have to I would even argue that you have to work hard to be a stand-up comic. I mean, Cody and I are in St. Paul, you, you, you know, doing shows. We, you know, you have to work hard as a stand-up comedian. If you're making, you know, if you're doing it more than just going down to your home club and doing an open mic once a week and going home. I'm talking about traveling comedy. You have to work hard not to experience any adventure, right? It's difficult to totally avoid all the adventure wrapped up into this. It comes to you. It just comes to some guy in Canada stands up, and starts yelling at Tom because he's doing a bit about troops and he's screaming and yelling at Tom. And I'm in the back of the room and Tom f beautifully goes off on this man. Who the hell do you think you are? You, you don't, you're not going to tell me what to say. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Why don't you leave your wife and your child and travel for 20 years and then have someone stand up in the club and tell him to not say what he wants? I'm going to say exactly <laughs> what I want to say. Right. I saw you do that, and my heart grew just like when someone <laughs> flew off of a chute at 100 miles per hour. That's what you did. Right, right. There's adventure in not in this. What did he yell? I remember the owner of the club was mad. He was like, he said, write a different he joke. He said, write different jokes. <laughs> and then he told, yeah, he goes off on Tom, and he write different jokes, and then Tom exploded. Yeah. And it was a beautiful explosion. I was watching the whole thing. I've heard you tell that story. 
Yeah, it's gorgeous. I can, uh, uh, Matt and Post, could we put a, like a patriotic song behind Stewart's "The Spirit of Stand Up Adventure" right, diatribe yes. he just went off on? This episode's over. It, I, it's I, in, over. In the back of my head, I could just hear like a, a low humming of like, I, "I have seen the glory of the." Color he loves stand up. Yeah, it was just like a swelling, just a swelling why? of music behind him as he I, goes. I, I, this episode is why. Why have I been defending myself? You're doing wonderful. I, I think you're doing. Yeah, great. You, I don't even inspired, feel. Yeah, I've crossed my legs him. 20 minutes ago, and I'm I'm ready. Come at me. I'm you, gonna I'm gonna fight you the whole time. You just inspired a generation of five people listening to this podcast. No, there's more than that. There's more than that. No, but he inspired the five of them. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Good hey, call. let me throw one more thing. Let me see what happens. I see pictures. I want to see more pictures. You want to see some pictures? <laughs> um. Here's some here's some random photographs. I'm gonna toss them to Tom. Right oh, so there. you're you're done. Really, you introduced your point. <laughs> no, 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 you no. Love this stuff, no, and hey. then you're like, all right, I'm done showing pictures. You, we got well, this is, we got the topic rolling. Here's this some is, stuff, Tom. Yeah. No, I, Tom can look at those pictures. Let while, them look at pictures. While, hey, uh, while I introduce this next idea. Uh, okay. Okay. Tom's right. gonna peruse those photographs, and then we're after I introduce this, I, you can describe them, Tom. Just interrupt me. I get you, it. You know? Again, I, before you do this, I want to introduce some inter- some disappointment. <laughs> well, there hasn't been enough of it can, in this episode. Can last time, can Tom have a can Tom have like a, 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 a like a, 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 a companion podcast yeah. with this? That's uh, let me introduce some disappointment. Let so you listen in. to yours first, and then Tom does like a cut, like the like you know after Howard Stern when they have like the after Stern podcast I, with different people. I've never seen. I only know that Howard because Stern. I did road, I did the road once with somebody who made me listen to Howard Stern the whole day. I will allow Tom to do a companion podcast piece <laughs> called and let me introduce some disappointment if that is his introduction to me on his own podcast. No, no. Okay? I love you. I think you're great. I just last time you had you'd bring out these things and it would be like a like a season 1 you'd had you had you had like actual things and now you just it's just pictures. Like you it's like <laughs> like like you like you there's cool stuff that you could buy and have in your house and then you're like, "You know what? I, I only all I have is 50 cents." My hobby has become I got it. I'm buying postcards and pictures. Yesterday, you were playing with a trepanning drill. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's just this, this episode. This episode. This one episode, I have some photographs. This isn't even real. And Tom this is, is a lady like, with one hand hanging off a cartoon plane. And this, 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 it's like Roseanne Barr hanging on a plane with one arm as it, as it flies behind the perfectly fake blue sky. This is Cody. Will you take over from here? Real? I gotta go. Is that real? Come on. That's not it. You bought let a me, fake. Let me, let me. It's not a. Go, that. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> what is this You're place? off. What is he sitting on? He went over Niagara Falls in that thing. <laughs> what? He he got in that thing and went off Niagara Falls. Okay. This and if you cool. turn and cool. end up. Oh, the, that one's cool? Yes. No, no sir. No, thing. sir. You cannot dislike this whole thing for an hour and four minutes and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This one's cool. No. He I'm not gonna allow cool that. Thing, dude. The no. plain one, the plain one is real. It's just, it's just a black and white photo that's been colorized, so it's been painted over. Uh, that lady is gonna... really hanging by one hand. Yeah, it's the... from the Minnesota Historical Society. This, fo- this photo. You're, that's you're right. That's crazy that somebody would do that. Wait a minute, you're turning now because co- what is this? That the picture looked fake. <sighs> This Lillian Boyer, the young lady in this 1923 photograph, was a noted wing walker, an aerial acrobat who performed at ex- exhibitions and county fairs all over the country. 
It says country fairs, but I think they meant county fairs. That is a that's crazy. That's that's cool. That somebody. I mean, it's like that is not barely listening to you, that. Tom. I'm barely Come listening. Come on, to you. she's hanging by one hand off. What of now? My you're plane. trying to convince me that that's cool? Yes. Hey, hey, Tom. Have you noticed it's just a postcard? <laughs> it's not anything Dangerous. you can have in your house. I, it's it's it cost me a quarter. Now I'm just bringing in postcards that cool. aren't even real. And cool. I, you know, last time I brought such cool crap, <laughs> and now you're just doing this. These postcards aren't even filled out. Dude, has there been an episode yet where I haven't been wrong? Has what? Where I haven't been wrong. Where you haven't been wrong? Yes. Almost every episode starts off with me being like, yeah, this he's is mentioned stupid. This on oh, and then you and flip. Yes. Usually flip quicker than this. I usually, you know, it's it's not an hour five oh, wow. in. This one, the one of the guy from Niagara Falls, uh, Bobby Leach. This is from the year my grandfather was born. Really? Yeah. That's the first positive news we've heard on this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's not around anymore. Neither uh, is Bobby Leach. That you can't see the barrel on the falls. Did you not look close enough, yeah, Tom? Yeah, right there. I did. That's that. That's that guy with the barrel. That's, yes. That to me is 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 interesting. Like, how did that become a thing that people wanted to do? Oh, there's a whole is, history. Yeah. There, oh yeah. Well, what the first woman, or the first person to go over Niagara Falls was a woman. That's kind of shocking. Shattering to me. the glass ceiling. <laughs> this is an episode about feminism. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And. <laughs> throwing broads over the falls is nah. nobody feminist. Nobody <laughs> threw that broad over the falls. That I, broad said, you know I you, am going over the, the falls. The patriarchy threw that broad over the falls. No, you think so? <clears throat> yeah, you're right. These are like somebody learning to tightrope. Oh, these are these, But the thing is, these are all, somehow I've always been like, well, why? You know, well, yeah. You're going to spend ten, uh, 10 years learning how to tightrope? The why is what's so fascinating about it to me. Because if you say, uh, well, I'm going to make these T-shirts because I think I can make a lot of money. If your reason is money, then good for you. I hope it works. You know, I wish you luck. But right. it's a boring reason to do something. I get more excited when someone says, I'm going to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. And then when someone goes, why? They can't really answer you. Then I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not money. It's something else. And I do like I will. I, I'm completely aware or chasing cheese. Are you kidding? Look, if you, if we all go to the cheese rolling, OK, or running of the bulls, same thing. Sure. We all go to the cheese rolling and there's a line of ambulances at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> and you see people literally break arms and get concussions. Mm -hmm. And then Cody says to Tom and I. Yeah, I think I want to be in the next one. What? No. What? Dude, I don't even I don't even run on flatland. <laughs> but you see what I'm trying to say. No, yeah. Well, it's a lot of it, especially with the Daredevil stuff, a lot of it is just to prove to themselves they can. Which is a gorgeous reason to do any well, almost. Not always. always, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Stuart Huff's asterisk please don't sue us podcast. Right. I <clears throat> I I have I've always enjoyed People that put something else above money as the reason. I, you know, even if I don't connect with it, like the woman with the bells, or you're 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 making quilts, or you know, I just I love passion that is exists for Unrewarded passion's passion. sake. Okay, that's all right. Well, that's just a car that's exploded. Okay, Cody, don't get on Tom's bandwagon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I have been defending these photos until I know, we got to and then car exploding. I thought you were on my side of this, and then I... I don't even know. know what this is. Oh, it's this stuff on the back. Okay. Uh, de- uh, demonstrating safety. Daredevil drivers drove... What is what is this? A tongue twister? Daredevil drivers drove through fire, turned somersaults, and performed other thrilling feats at Wimble Stadium, London. Guys, a lot of British ones, huh? When uh, Who would have thought that the British, you know, considering how how meek they are on most other aspects. Uh, well, you know, when you're constantly soggy, <laughs> you're going to eventually say, yeah, you know, let me get in a car and drive through some fire. If they'd, got, if, they, if they'd picked up on this daredevil streak a little bit earlier, maybe we'd still be a colony. Uh, so when a demonstration was <laughs> staged by an, an American auto company of the crash-proof qualities of their product, uh, here is one of the cars hurtling through a blazing wooden partition. Great. <laughs> how can you read that and just go, great? I mean, I've, dri- I've you've driven, on driven the, through plenty of. I've it, driven through Kentucky during an ice storm and saw an eighteen wheeler on fire. After I saw that, this is f- that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Come on. All right, let me seriously. I want to talk about one serious thing before we. Uh, we you, Tom, do you think you can? Uh, you know, okay. Sorry, I, uh, I'm really, I'm really. Super excited to hear how this episode closes. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. I'm really. It's going to be great. Well, it is going to be great. It's your last one. So <laughs> I, I literally do feel like you're a little bit irritated. I am not thing. irritated okay. at all. all right. I'm not irritated at all. I, You know, you're coming at me with fastballs and I either have to get a hit in the head or prove to you you're wrong. And you know, also I'll prove you're wrong. This is your tightrope. Well, this, tonight this it is. This episode is your tightrope. This episode. Yeah. I'm glad this, the, I wouldn't, I'd be if I was, I would be more disappointed if this took up space in your house because it's, it's <laughs> it doesn't really. So I'm 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 cool with it. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. So would you, you are less disappointed that it's the photographs than if he had like the actual barrel from no, that 1911. No, I would like the barrel. The barrel would be cool. You're right. I'm okay. wrong about that. Like I would use that, then fill that barrel with all these. Stupid pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You are not kidding. Hey, you want to come over and see my picture barrels? <laughs> you great. are not this kidding. This is great stuff, dude. No, great it stuff. is not. This guy is tied up and handcuffed and jumping off a bridge. And then guess what? He frees himself. Amazing. He lands in the water, frees himself, and swims to the shore. Oh, it's such a thrill. I, that, it's, it's like a bad... Like I'm escaping from a thing. It's like they do, that's <laughs> like it's like a bad magic act, and you're like, look at that picture that you can barely make out of a guy jumping off a bridge. Look, you can kind of tell his hands are bound. There's a, there's a, you know, I, don't know. I just, I, I think you lost, you, you, you got screwed on your fifty cents. And that's how the bad episode ends. <laughs> no, no, no. No, what was your one serious that's point? Right. That's how the bad episode ends. I need to know your serious point. <sighs> uh. This is very great moments of Mr. Lincoln. Dangerous Sports Club. Uh huh. Yes. No. I you know heard, have you heard of it, Tom? No. Oh, you're gonna be so disappointed. I don't no, even no. have a picture for it. Dude, I love because you're way more interesting than these pictures. Aww. You paint a much. That more was beautiful. not at all. That that's was not the, a compliment to that's me. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. The, that's the 79th crack he's had <laughs> on this. It's gonna be so hard to edit Tom out of all of this. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's going to be very difficult. He's going to have to. We're going to have to hire a professional editor to nitpick every single little breath of him out of this one. Just voice over him with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That's what we'll do. Dangerous Sports Club. Okay, it's, I like the name of this. Really? Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> they, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown because there's somewhere I'll, I've got a serious question. Okay, that I, you know, that you're gonna find disappointing. Um, they started in the '70s ish. You're right. It's a bunch. It's some college kids that were just doing kind of you know unusual things. As in, instead of just going down to the pub, this British again. Instead of just going down to the bar and getting drunk. They would pick a bizarre place. They would go to an island and all get wasted. You know, they were just doing these kind of a little slightly odd kind of thing. You know about the Dangerous Sports Club, yes. Cody? Okay. Um, for instance, they saw um, some footage in one of their classes about uh, tribes that use vines in the Amazon to, like, essentially bungee jump, mm-hmm. right, with these vines. So they, they thought, well, let's do that we'll get some spongy they so they brought bungee jumping they kind of i don't want to say they invented it because the tribes in the amazon were doing it they modernized it and brought they it modernized to- bungee okay. jumping you know uh they did some some really crazy some outrageous stuff the one of the leaders uh was trying to fly i guess is the right word from uh england to france in an, a giant inflatable kangaroo and he was in the pouch, and a, an airliner passed. And he, I mean, he was 10,000 feet up or whatever it was and passed and had to call control and say, there's a kangaroo floating in the air. <laughs> yeah. Did he and make it? No, because they came and got him and put him on trial. And then, uh, you know, one. Oh, yeah. the tyranny of the government. Right. They they stopped him from flying a kangaroo to France. You know, you know there was, how do you stop that? I don't. I don't. Slowly and carefully. Right, and with a big net. You know, you know, you know, it's going all downhill when the government comes for your kangaroos. It's First really they come true. for the kangaroos, then they come for you. Right. There was one American, a member of the group, American, who worked for NASA, and his thing was he was going, his idea, I learned this on uh, Graham Chapman's, Graham Chapman, uh, the member of Monty Python, yep. right? Uh, he was kind of a member of this group in a way, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, a little bit. This guy from NASA was going to literally uh, have himself lifted to the edge of space and then just drop. Like uh, the Red Bull guy did? It, did they do that? Yeah. Yeah. The guy, I didn't know the that. Red Bull just did it with a guy. They brought him all the way up there, and he just he sky, he skydived from there? Yep. Yeah. Well, this That's what this guy was going to do in, like, 89 or something. Yeah, they, f- they did it, like, maybe I don't know two if he years did. ago. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It was like yeah. a balloon. Yeah, so this club does another thing they did, which was an annual ritual. What Graham Chapman did uh, was they had their skiing event, okay? And the, the rules of their skiing event was you had to have something in between you and the skis. So they would have a, mm. like, literally a grand piano on skis, and you would stand on top of the piano and try to go down a hill. And it, you know, very few of them, they had a car, like a little bitty British MG or something, a car on skis and you stand on top of the car or get in it and just go down the hill. Oh, that's all, cool. Yeah, all kinds of... D- d- well, she had a picture of Here, it. Here's the problem that I have. pictures of that? They have pictures of that? Here's the problem that I have with the I just threw a paper danger- clip at Tom. <laughs> this is the problem I have with the Dangerous Sports Club. Ow. Please. This- that is a lie. You can't wait 18 seconds and then say, ow. What are you talking about? It didn't hurt at first. <laughs> it didn't hurt at first. <laughs> it didn't hurt. It was a delayed eyeball punch. <laughs> <laughs> See, this goes back to the trepidation episode that I was on with Pete, which is okay. Okay, it's you know bored, well-off people. Like 
They the weren't prob- all. They yeah, weren't I mean, all that. But you don't you don't do this kind of stuff when you have serious problems. Like you don't you don't jump on the back of a piano and ski down a mountain when you've got like when you're like having to work four jobs to keep your family alive. Oh no. No, from yeah, you're absolutely right yeah. about that. I mean, there were some very wealthy people that were members right. of the Dangerous Sports Club, and there were also some poor people. Right, but they can, weren't. They didn't. You know, maybe you they didn't have a family or something. Get, but this sort of mentality and drive to be to do something different and sort and and more dangerous to sort of push the envelope. Those are the kind of things that like reinvent sport. Like the X Games come like comes that, from that sort of like that mentality and that idea. That of the, this same stuff that you yes. love, like I'm gonna just push this. You have a, you have a skateboard. Well, cool. I'm gonna turn into a street luge because this will be cool. Like yeah, that you like that. Yeah, I do. They're, I kind of like it too. I kind of like what like, we're well, in agreement like the, at the end of this thing. Yes. Once uh, again, I, like X gameish. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Look, there's there's an argument to be made that I have read people laying out this argument. That there's a direct line between the Dangerous Sports Club and and X Games, okay. like that's where it came from. I don't and I don't know enough about all this stuff to defend uh, that argument, but I've I've read two articles saying that that it a lot of it can be linked back to the because it's that it's that idea of how can I get an adrenaline flush? How what can I do to make this more extreme? You know, and Cody is right. I mean, with people with real problems, this is. This is, yeah. you know, but like going like you to don't an, need an adrenaline rush if you're, you know, running for your life on a daily basis. Right. I, I mean, like they do. I bet you get an adrenaline rush if you like a tiger is coming after you or something or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there or, has to be or else you wouldn't run. You just go. This is boring. It's just a picture. I um, ah, right. they exactly. were they were running. I forget. Do you did you read that the, the Dangerous Sports Club went running with the bulls, but you had to you had to be dressed like a clown or something. I mean, it was just they would uh, come up. They would come up with these ludicrous things. OK, right. So this is I want your serious answer on this, Tom and Cody, please. Um, should this kind of thing be illegal? I mean, if you here's the here's the, the trial that if they it had. wasn't, would they do it? Like if everybody could climb up the side and suction cup themselves to the top of the Tyus Hall's building and then right. jump off with a wingsuit and do the th- you know right right like, right that is those people because that's maybe that's what it is these adventures that I'm seeing pictures of there's people doing stuff that's cooler now you know what I mean so it's like that maybe that's I'm spoiled by that you're spoiled but, by the YouTube and the X Games and yeah, the, yeah so like I feel like I could just I could open up my phone and watch at one point someone there. jumping off a bridge you know, t- all tied up and then going in the lake and then escaping. That was like people would show amazing. Up and right. They'd be like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And now somebody does that. They're like, yeah. OK, what? OK. I mean, to be fair, though, the threshold for a mate. I mean, the, the, I, I just went to the world's largest cedar bucket in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and that was an att- that was a huge attraction statewide. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the bar was low. Well, yeah, I don't invite you on here to brag. I don't know why you're. <laughs> Tom attacks me, and you're just dropping names. I mean, what, what is this, Cody? Where did the biggest cedar bucket? World's largest cedar. No, so it's actually the world's largest bucket, but the, it's called the world's largest cedar bucket because it's built by a cedar company because the county that Murfreesboro in is the uh, cedar capital of the world. Right. It's actually the son of Cedar Bucket. Because I jumped off the rim of it. 
It, well, it's I'm actually, oh. it's, actually the, <laughs> it's actually the second largest. It's the second largest cedar bucket because the original cedar bucket burned down in 2005, and the city believes that it was arson. So they built a new one in 2011 using pieces of the original one, and then put it in a cage that's like super reinforced, so that because they're worried someone's going to try to burn it down again. It was like an assassination attempt. Can I can I ask you a question, Cody? You may. Okay. How happy are you about this? I love that bucket. Me too. I Tom, bought, I bought coasters. Is this just boring to you, or is there? Is this the fact that a human being, a human, right? They built a cedar bucket and then it burned down, and they're like, "Who we? It was arson." Does that peak well, your? You know, let me throw another one at you, okay? There, there are <laughs> you, no, no. You're done. I mean, no, no, no. I'm are thinking, you what? No, I, no, no. I'm just saying, like. If you were to come to me and you're like, dude, I got a great idea. We're going to build a cedar bucket. I'd just, oh, no, I would never do that. I'd just, you'd get well, no, face palm. So, no, what I, I would about, never do that. What I like about it was that it was built originally as a marketing thing by the cedar company to sell cedar buckets. But it then became this, like, be, like, like the little Sebastian from Parks and Rec of this town and this area. And that's what I like more is that, like, the people kind of, like, claimed it as theirs. They, and it made it, it, it more out, than just profit. It outlived the Cedar Company. The Cedar Company you, closed down. The Cedar Company's gone. The bucket yeah. remained. Yeah. And the bucket is now this huge idol of the town. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I like me. that aspect more than, like, hey, let's build a really large bucket. I like that they took this, like, cold mechanical capitalist thing and they were like no it's our bucket now it's very russian revolution but bucket form that was a uh, that's a sentence i will never hear again <laughs> if I, you're it, not going to listen to the podcast oh i'm not i'm not i'm not listening to this i'm not listening to this. if i was to listen to an episode it wouldn't be this one because you've been on my ass the entire time have i, I didn't yes recognize that. once um, you know how the bucket gets made you don't yeah. want to watch there it. are two i've had a dream to heckle you for a whole episode it's did been, you really yeah, it's been a goal of mine he well, you dream. succeeded yes. i like it i like the fact that you dream that and then you succeed oh no I, Tom, my heart grows you fell right into his hands because your passion has been to heckle him and you've been trying for so long. Like that's that's the obsessive you. curiosity. I told you that that's I would it. prove him wrong one way or another, and he just did it to himself. Yeah, but Cody. he succeeded in doing it, and so now you're disappointed. In it. Get a picture of this so he can he can bring it to the next talk. <laughs> First cedar bucket trips on you. That's what you owe me for I this. Gotcha. You gotcha. got me. You yeah, got me. Yeah. First cedar bucket trip. If you go to the if you go to the bucket, you got to talk to Bobby. He knows all the history of the bucket. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Last five years ago, I don't remember the year. I don't remember. Dangerous Sports Club, England. Right? They have mm -hmm. this idea. They're gonna catapult people. Mm -hmm. They build an enormous bucket, right, with on an on a on an arm that swings through the air. Okay. Right. You get in the bucket. They have a trampoline way away, and they're gonna they're gonna shoot human beings at this trampoline. That's great. You're upset. Well, yeah. you like this? I. How, what was the percentage of people that made it to the trampoline? Well, I know one guy died. Oh, I was about to say I'd be I'd let my I'd be fun to like let my son do that. Right, oh God! That, like I don't want to do it. <laughs> right? I don't. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. do it. But son, come here. Come here. Come here. This will be fun. So my my honest question is this, I you know, so there was a thing you if you want to get in the bucket and be shot towards a trampoline, you yeah. have to sign a waiver, yeah. you know, all this stuff, right? I do you, want to watch people get shot though, because yeah. I know somebody's not going to make it. Well, is that See, the reason? I, you, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch the one that didn't make it. I want right. to watch the one that did make it. 
Ah. Yeah, I guess so. I so this, be, I, so I, I don't like well. watching bad things happen to people. It makes me very upset and panicked. So, so this guy signs the waiver, right? Yeah. And he gets in the bucket, and they shoot him, and he they miss. They miss the tr- they did a boom hit the ground. Okay, and he dies. And then there's so the the family is suing Dangerous Sports Club. Okay, so they're suing. So they're in yeah. court. And then this is the shocking thing to me. I I really was a little shocked by reading about this trial. Apparently in England, you sign a waiver doesn't really mean much. I mean they still blame. Yeah. You know, a waiver is like yeah. So what? You killed him. You know. Right. Uh, which was a little odd to me. It was a very long trial. Yeah. I mean it, it. It this wasn't a week long thing. It took two years. I mean this is a very long, long trial. I hope the jury that was sequestered. And they, Dangerous Sports Club was found not guilty. Okay. But it was real touch or go, you right. touch and go. You know what I'm saying? What What is you guys' thoughts on this? Let's say I want to get in the bucket, you know, and and well, what do you, do you think that this kind of behavior should be allowed? You want to climb? Cody Cody says I want to climb up the side of a building, right? And yeah. and then you know, Let, should that should should we all be like, okay? Let me give you a little bit of a curveball on this one that might make you change your mind a little bit. Possibly. Because you already know where I'm going to stand on this? You just assume? Yes. Okay, you're right. So you are right. Another, another actual story is yes. um, the man who wanted to fly his own rocket ship that he built to prove that the Earth was flat. Love it. I'm telling a joke about it right now in my act. Love this guy. Love every single thing about this guy except he's an idiot. And it, yeah. <laughs> and so the government came in and shut it down to keep him from blowing himself up. No, he did it. He, no, he did it eventually. But, right, but the but government shut happened, it down Tom. several times. Let's get Tom's opinion. Europe's, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about right. on this episode that will be deleted and never aired. No, this is great. <laughs> um, he, wants to, he wants to prove to us that the Earth is flat, okay? He, build a, he builds a rocket out of scrap metal, which mm-hmm. is a word I love, and he attempts, correct me when I'm wrong, Cody, please, he attempts to shoot it off government will not allow him on public properties not allowed to shoot a rocket off into space right mm-hmm. so he eventually found a farmer he had to go to california or maybe i think he was from arizona and he had to go to california and this farmer allowed him to shoot this rocket off right i think part of the problem is also airspace so i think he still i think it was still technically illegal it was, because, so they did it because you can't you can't enter you can't enter airspace it's like the floating kangaroo you're legally not allowed into the air or yeah, whatever yeah it's a it's a aoa so he, i mean he shot this thing up there to prove to us that the earth is flat right yeah and and then i'm about to do my my joke here but it, it went off course and and it crashed which mm-hmm. you know he'd forgotten to calculate for the curvature of the earth <laughs> and, <laughs> but i love the dude's passion i am <laughs> the entire stage, I love it all. He yeah. says, "Okay, he's a flat earther. You're off your rocker. I, mm-hmm. you, you believe this? There's right. you're crazy, okay?" And then he says to me, "I'm going to prove it." And see, here's what I like, okay? And you've got to be on board with me, Tom, because you're, you're a very intelligent man. I know you. I know you feel this. Newton believed. I have to now not. No, I know you're contrarian. I shouldn't have said it. Right. Damn it. Go ahead. Sorry. Damn Newton, it, Newton. Tag tag team with Bevins. He's on the couch. Um. You uh, look, there's nothing wrong with believing something that the majority do not believe in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with that. Isaac Newton believed in a, a, a huge amount of stuff that the majority did not believe. Right. But he didn't he didn't have a bumper sticker. 
He didn't have a blog about how smart he is and how dumb we are. Isaac Newton proved it. And then we had to turn around and go, well, yeah, okay, you were right about some of it, you know? Right. Uh, some of the other stuff you were wrong about. You mm -hmm. believe the earth's flat? Fine. You're crazy. And then you say to me, I'm going to prove it to you. Now I'm on board. Sure. Prove I, to me the earth is flat. I don't want to see your blog. Right. I don't want to see your bumper sticker. Prove it to me. I think part of the problem is is the uh, right. the fear that it would inspire other people to try to fire rockets off all over the place. Yeah, it's like someone climbing up a building, you yeah. know. If, if well, even I mean, that's what happened with Niagara Falls. People, one person went over in a in a barrel, and right. then tons of people tried to go over in a barrel. They're like that. I never even yeah. thought of a great right. idea. Great it idea. Did, it did incite other people to do it. Let me. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm about to say this, and we're gonna get some hate mail. This episode one air. Listen. Um, I wish you quit saying that. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding around. You're, hurt, you're, hurting, you don't, stop you're hurting his funny. feelings. Uh, stop trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, God, you don't know how many times I've heard that. Oh, my gosh. Club owners, waitresses, my parents, my sister, my wife mentions it nicer than you mentioned it. She's more gentle. You know, my son's three. He said it twice. Um, Where are we going to get hate mail? Uh for this specific no, reason. I'm not even going to say that because it's going to start this conversation. It's going to take us intro, off. No, no, you no. can't intro hate mail and then not bring it in. No, I can. I can edit that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't look. How many people are going to go off Niagara Falls in a barrel? 100? A bunch. A hundred. I think that they should. I, I, why hasn't someone that taken advantage of that and they do over Niagara Falls in a barrel rides and they charge people. Because it's an ecosystem. What? It's an ecosystem. Maybe maybe, the maybe reason one why of the reasons is part of it's in Canada. Part of, Maybe it's hard to work out the no, logistics. Par part of the reason they, they stop people doing it is because they were hurting Niagara Falls. Oh, right, right, like right. Like the actual falls. Ecosystem. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought you were trying to say it was an ego thing. No, ecosystem. Ecosystem. Okay. Yeah. Now You're I'm damaging for that. the falls. Now I get this because I put nature above humans. Why would you, how are you damaging the falls? Cause it's it's all uh, the whole thing like when the crash they, and stuff like the, the it's it, trash. You're just you know yeah, you're throwing a Snickers bar out the window. You you know you're throwing flinging your body over the falls. You I know? used to know more about but because they, I went to Niagara Falls once and learned a lot. But this, they but. cared about the falls back in the black and white picture days. Like yeah, they, conservatism has existed. Like conservation's existed for a long time. A long time. But Teddy, they, Ro but I mean Teddy Roosevelt. Was a big conservationist. He's the reason why we have so many national parks, and he was president. Or like, that's you why know. they carved his face into the side of a mountain. That's very environmental. That. Very environmental. Yeah. He didn't do that. And uh, what an asshole move. Also, he was huh? a conservationist who also went around shooting animals all over the place. So obviously, it's a little bit of a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Well, he was an early conservationist. <laughs> right. He was just early. That's that's you interesting know? to me. That that's the reason they didn't they didn't do it because they weren't like we don't want you to kill yourself. I think They're it was like, a mix. Yeah. I think it was think a mix. My my guess my gut guess would be this: they don't want they don't want the spectacle of that, so they just said we're not going to allow it because mm -hmm. of you know the the environment. Right. That's my guess. They the government any kind of they don't like stuff like this. You know, you're gonna you're gonna set yourself on fire. Uh, that's gonna cause a whole thing. I don't think they actually care about the individual. You, you know what I mean? It's just like ah, they don't like anything out of the box where it's just going to rattle. It's going to. It's going to. Like we've we've turned into Stuart Huff conspiracy corner now. Right. People that set themselves on well, fire I... are selfish. <laughs> oh. Right. Unless, of course. What about the second? Unless... What about the secondhand smoke? They're not worried about the people around them <laughs> getting sick. <laughs> We're on the fifth floor. Okay. I think they're. I have a pair idiots. of wings. 
and a passion. <laughs> is that what this has been leading up to? You're no, to get... I just thought this of it. This is what Look, this episode's been about, Todd. Look, if we're trying to get you I'm... to jump out this window. No, I'm going out the window. I'm going out the window. If people want to set themselves on fire, then I just say ashes to ashes, you know? No, <laughs> oh, dear. Nice jokes. <laughs> All right, my friends. Uh, <laughs> what a what a what is that way a, to go in on? Is that a is that a bad way to end? I don't. Know. I feel like we op- we opened a lot of Pandora's boxes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm about. Questions. I don't have many answers. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stuart's Huff Obsessive. Uh, you messed it up. Cur- what obsessive curiosities, right? Cody, try to nail it. Uh, I plead the fifth. Dude, I'm the host of this episode. Zip it. Well, you just you missed thank, up the I would, title. I would love to thank my, our guests today, Tom Simmons and Cody and uh, and uh, Stuart. I notice I'm the only last name that gets mentioned. Because you uh, forgot my last name. It's you're fine. right. That is why. What's Melcher. your last name? Belcher. Melcher. 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 As in one who melches. Okay. Melches. What does Melcher mean, by the way? Uh, it was a town. It's originally Von Melcher. Okay. So... Uh, I, Thanks for tuning in. It's been a great episode. <laughs> you can't get the title yeah. either. You can't get it. Uh, uh, Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Ah, I yeah. love being a part of it, and uh, I love listening, and it's it's always great. And go out and chase after your crazy dreams and obsessions and push yourself to, uh, you know, we're gonna take play. chances. I'll, I'll, I'll use the clothes for a podcast that I had for like three months and then ended, which is uh, always be curious, not not curious. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities is an on-tour production. Matt Holt, producer. Matt Holt also wrote that sentence. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes. Anything you do is greatly appreciated. You can visit our Facebook page also at Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. We'll post items of interest there, and you can chit-chat with other obsessives. I even stop by from time to time to see if I can buy anything from anybody. I've been Stuart Huff. If you've liked my obsession as much as I do, thank you very much for listening to me.